Welcome to WP Coffee Talk with your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette. Special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Century Hosting, Expander Digital, GoWP, and WP Explorer. WP Coffee Talk is a proud supporter of Big Orange Heart, whose mission is to support and promote positive well-being and mental health within remote working communities. Please consider a donation to Big Orange Heart to continue to support this great mission. Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. I'm Michelle Frechette, your podcast barista, and I'm here where I get to do such cool things. I get to talk to people in the WordPress community all over the world. Um, It's a lot easier when they're in the Western Hemisphere because our schedules link up a little bit better, and that's the case today, although I think you're an hour behind me, Robert, but my guest today is Robert Jacoby. You're in Central Time? Central time, right out of yeah. Chicago. Uh, yep, I'm in the eastern eastern time of, over here in New York, um, but still, that's not too bad, not too bad at all. And uh, so, yeah, it's great to have you here. I think usually I tell people how we know each other, and honest to goodness, I cannot remember like where our what our origin story is. I just know that we've both been part of the WordPress community for a while, and somehow we ended up being friends and following each other and talking to each other and on the same calls and all that good stuff. So, if you remember, that's great. But if you don't, that's fine too. <laughs> I I think we were both bitten by the same radioactive spider. Outside of that, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so many word camps. Uh, there's Big Orange Heart. There's, a, you know. Yeah, our paths have crossed in multiple ways over the years, for sure. It's for open sure. source community magic. It happens all the time. I love it. I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Well, no, you know, nothing bad to say about it at all. <laughs> So I always say, the first thing I always say is tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Give us the nutshell version. We're going to do a deep dive into everything, Robert, in a little bit, but um, but introduce yourself to us. Wow. I'm Robert Jacoby. I run robertjacoby.com these days. It is a coffee-focused newsletter on open source. Not coffee-focused at all, but it's funny that we're on Coffee Talk and I run morning coffee. Um, I try to talk about things outside of just the WordPress space specifically. I've been in open source for, gosh, almost 20 years and was actually the leader of the Joomla project uh, briefly, which is somewhere in the, certainly in the top five, if not the top three of most used web content management systems still today. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of given me all the education I've <laughs> I've ever wanted on what open source is like really from um, sort of the, uh, the nitty gritty stuff that people don't ever see. And, you know, unless you're, you know, really committing that kind of time to it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I know you're all in with WordPress too. And, but that you also, um, it's great to have, you know, feelers out in other parts of the tech community so that we're not just um, sitting here with our blinders on. And completely, you know, myopic about what's going on in technology, but that you're somebody who helps us remember that there's more to the technology world than WordPress, which I appreciate about you. I mean, I hope so. I just find it fun and I'm glad other people actually care about it as well. I mean, because WordPress isn't WordPress without hosting, without other digital economies that, you know, Mm -hmm. connect up to it and play with it. You know, I used to run an agency. I was part of a uh, WordPress startup that was acquired by WP Engine. Um, So, you know, the... There's so many things and really there's so much money in so many different places uh, mm-hmm. where WordPress kind of touches on it on the side somewhere or is heavily embedded that uh, it, it's fun for me to just keep up with, you know, where everything's going all the time. I mean, I don't read those articles on your on your site. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I actually look at them all. 
Note to self. <laughs> Discontinue Michelle's subscription. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I really do appreciate that you keep us focused. Um, that you know, you, yes, obviously most of us are focused very inwardly into the WordPress community, but that you um, keep us involved with everything. And I so I really do appreciate that about you. Thank you. Show us your mug. Tell us about your mug. I get a preview. I love it. Let's see it. See if I can big... get this get this focus correctly. <laughs> It's the big hug big mug. Hug mug. <laughs> What's the story behind the big hug mug? <laughs> so uh, my wife and I, we don't watch a lot of TV, but uh, this was when True Detective, the first season of True Detective came on and the big hug mug was like almost a character in every scene. It just existed there. And I was like, oh my God, I need to have that mug. And lo and behold, for I, it was a Christmas or a birthday, the big hug mug uh, magically appeared and... I mean, it's fun. It's, you know, kitschy. Yeah. It's happy. It's not like, oh, my life stinks. I need to drink coffee mug. <laughs> no, it's a big hug mug. It's, you know, you wake up in the morning. I have, I have, I have the other um, television focused iconic mug. I have the world's greatest boss mug, or world's best oh, boss mug yep. <laughs> from the office. And I did That's not buy it for myself. Unlike Michael Scott, I did not buy it for myself at Spencer <laughs> Gifts. <laughs> It was a gift from an employee. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so what, what's in your mug today? Uh, it is, uh, if, if I want to get extra detailed, we have an yes. espresso. And this is a Jamaica Blue Mountain Nespresso pod squeezed into this coffee mug. Very good. Well, I'm going to show you my mug too. I always do. So this is, I don't know if you can see it. Let's see if it'll focus. Nice. Uh, I helped give WP reach 100,000 active installs in 2020. So as you know, and most people know, I am the head of customer success at GiveWP. And uh, in the fall of last year, we did hit 100,000. You can see it actually in the background here, happy 100K. 100,000 active installs. And so those of us who are employed at the company at the time, we got these great mugs, which I think is so much fun. And I'm drinking sparkling water because it is 515. And if I drank coffee now, I would not sleep tonight. <laughs> the restless legs um, are getting I actually felt it was an obligation to drink coffee for Coffee Talk. <laughs> My last coffee is usually at 2 p.m. So the house, <laughs> the house is in a world of hurt is all I'm saying. <laughs> you did not read the instructions that said you could have anything in your mug. <laughs> coffee Talk. I, I, I half expected a martini, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> it's not five o'clock here yet. <laughs> but it is five o'clock somewhere. And that is here. <laughs> So tell us, I know that you said you were a part of the Joomla, but tell us how you got started in WordPress. So WordPress, I, I totally have to blame on Joomla, uh, the Joomla community, not obviously the Joomla project itself, but a lot of people in open source CMSs, they're working on multiple platforms anyway. Um, and the company Perfect Dashboard, their CEO, um, Alex Kuchek, uh, he was he had built a product for auto updating for both Joomla and WordPress. Jumped on board with Perfect Dashboard, and that's really how I got fully loaded into WordPress. And that was, you know, in, in internet time, I guess it was a long time ago, but in you know human and human years, it was only about four years ago, really, okay. um, that I got very you know embedded into what's going on with WordPress and how the community works yeah. and the day to day. And then I just so, completely dove in. 
So to some of us, you're still kind of a newbie. <laughs> Probably to a lot of people, actually. I mean, maybe, maybe so. You know, there's so many, you know, what's interesting about WordPress is so many community members have literally been there from the start. And we're not talking yeah. Matt Mullenweg, but we're talking really just uh, the, the depth and breadth of the community across different companies, you know, mm -hmm. small, small agencies, bigger agencies. Uh, you know, it, they may have started their company five years, six years ago, but they were using WordPress, you know, 10 years ago. So it's, yeah. uh, it's really uh, a, a testament to sort of the both the power of the economy of WordPress, but also the community that keeps people happy and engaged because they're all going to the WordCamps and hanging out at the meetups, um, you know, back when we could in person and obviously virtually all the time these days. Absolutely. It's funny that you say like, you know, in, in internet years and things like that, because like, honest to goodness, like four years ago when I was giving like my first WordCamp talks, I was saying, so I've been using WordPress about 10 years, blah, blah. I actually went back and looked at it I've been using WordPress 10 years this year. <laughs> That's my first WordPress website was 10 years ago this year. So it just feels I, I won't like tell anyone. Our... We'll, we'll just keep it under wraps here. No one's going to find out about this. It's like dog years. It's internet years. It's there's it's some strange metric and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and throwing COVID years and now we're all, you know. Right. I mean, it's been the... it's been a decade last year alone. <laughs> No argument. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on. I'm going to ask the next question, which is, and I, know, I always say this really weirdly. So I've got to work on how I ask some of my questions because I wrote them. I should be able to say them much more easily than I do sometimes. What is something that you think that we as designers, builders, developers don't focus enough attention on when we're making websites that would make them stronger, better sites for the end user? Boy, that's a really easy question. I'm just going to throw out one word. No. <laughs> I was really intrigued there for a minute. I was like, wow. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I think, you know, there's a traditional answer. We, we, we lose sight of the end user. We get caught up in the tech. We're, you know, we're having fun with, you know, the latest and greatest features and functionality. Mm -hmm. uh, so many freelancers, solopreneurs, in WordPress or other projects, love it for loving its sake. And that's great, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're completely aware of how it's being utilized, you know, who the, you know, real end user, com, you know, parentheses users are. And and it's, it's great if you just love doing it. Like I don't build other people's WordPress sites, but I love futzing around with mine and that, yeah. you know, that and there's no stress about you know who's going to be upset or whatnot i'll find out and that you know i can tweak it but the coding and development aspect of that is is sort of the, the hobby it's not a hobby right. it does pay the bills at the end of the day but um on sort of that agency mindset is people lose sight that it's still business and it's day-to-day -day work and you you as much as you may enjoy what you're doing don't lose the sight of the fact that you're running a business, you know, you got to pay your bills, you got to satisfy, you know, end user requirements. It's work. I love cooking. I will never, ever become a chef for hire in any universe because that would take the fun out of it and turn it into business. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, in these kinds of, you know, especially open source projects, especially WordPress, uh, we, you know, conflate the two, the fun and the work of it, which is great because I do enjoy having fun at work. But when you're at work, work comes first 
because you can't, you know, pay rent, buy groceries, get gas without, you know, always focusing on that. And that, Mm -hmm. and focusing on work is hard work. It is. Um, So to be, you know, successful in any way, shape or form, you, you need to kind of like check the, the enjoyment factor of it. It's like, is my enjoyment of this actually making, you know, me less successful right. in a crazy way? I mean, yeah. and if it's, if it's fun and hobby and you, you know, you know, make a few shillings here and there doing stuff, that's great. If it's really something that you're fully focused on, you've got to remember it's work. Mm-hmm. Work is work. There's Hobbies nothing wrong usually, with that. Hobbies usually cost you a lot of money. Work should make you money, even if you're enjoying it. Bingo. That, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, if, if WordPress is your hobby, great my hobby in wordpress is tinkering with code every once in a while but i'm not selling that tinkering because then it would become work and i'd really have to focus on it as you know something that's a very revenue generating thing yeah no that makes a lot of sense actually along those lines actually because it sounds like you've learned a little bit of lesson here and there um what's something that you wish you'd known earlier in your wordpress career that you've learned since that might have made life a little bit easier I, since I'm not in the traditional WordPress career space, uh, uh, I'll take it from what I learned running an agency, and that's yeah, sure. uh, value selling. Value selling, value selling, value selling. It's It sounds like some mythical, esoteric concept, but you can reap so many more rewards for yourself and your customers by digging deep and understanding what the customer, what the value they're trying to figure out that they're going to achieve by having a new website or adding functionality, you know, what, and and you'll be able to reward yourself as the the developer, the agency owner, by, by pricing accordingly. Not all things are equal. If I'm building a website for Amazon.com, guess what? I'm going to charge them a lot more. Not just because I know it's Amazon.com and you know they have billions and trillions of dollars. It's because they have a, a, a intrinsically different understanding of the value that's supposed to be provided, and that includes, you know, all the legal paperwork. That includes all the, you know, procurement processes. That includes all the insurances that I, as an agency or freelancer, must have to work with them. And since they value that you've done all that work to, you know, to get up to snuff, they will pay you more for that. And then you can actually scale that better because then now you can. You've you invested in yourself to make yourself more valuable. Now you should charge for that value, not just, you know, the, the hourly rate stuff. And so much of that is getting commoditized anyway in a global economy that you need to look to what makes you uh, special with, you know, what kind of knowledge do you have in a specific industry? What kind of work have you done to make your business uh, professional and valuable to your customers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It reminds me of a story from my MBA. I was in a, um, a I think it was a strategy class, but it doesn't really matter what, what kind of class it was. And the, the teacher told us the story about the guy, the, this big plant that was shut down because they, they don't, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the machine that it wasn't working. So they called in the specialist and he comes in and he walks around and he listens and he walks and finally he takes out a piece of chalk and puts an X on this one spot of the machine. He says, replace that part, it'll work just fine sends them a bill for like $30,000. And they're like, $30,000, it only took you 15 minutes and a piece of chalk. He said, yeah, well, the first dollar was for the piece of chalk. The other 29999 was knowing where to put the X. <laughs> and that's exactly it. And, and, and also, 
if if I if it took me more than 15 minutes, how much money did you lose by not having that piece of machinery working? Right. That's that's the other half of the equation. Absolutely. You know, companies will pay to get stuff working faster, quicker if they know it's going to really happen, and yeah. you know that's part of having that experience and you mm-hmm. know sort of tool set to be like, yeah, I can get this done in 15 minutes, and yes, it should cost thirty thousand dollars because. Yep. If it took another hour, you would have lost $50,000 because you weren't producing right. product. Exactly. So um, so know your worth, but also invest in your worth. So all of those yep. things work together. Absolutely. I know you've been to WordCamps. I know you've been to meetups and other kinds of events. As you look back over the last four or so years and you think about all the different WordPress events that you've attended, is there an experience at any one of those events that kind of stands out to you as like a pivotal moment for you? And what was it? I'm I'm trying to remember the first WordCamp I ever went to, and I think it was actually WordCamp Phoenix. And the only comparison I had at the time was uh, Joomla Days, okay, which are ostensibly you know the same as WordCamps, but they're so much smaller. And that's nothing. That's not a slight against Joomla. I just didn't realize how big WordCamps were. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in a deer in headlights. There's you know you know, a thousand people here, I, you know, and uh, I, I guess what stood out, and I'm, I was just going to go back to that first one, is that it was so easy to connect with everyone mm-hmm. um, from, you know, uh, executives at, you know, big hosting companies to solopreneurs and uh, that, that community sort of ethos, which I had hoped would exist in WordPress as a dozen other open source projects was totally there. And that's, uh, I, I always find that just very striking. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm in, you got me, this is this works. Yeah, I agree though. The community is so inviting and so supportive. And, you know, I, I always say, I acknowledge the fact that it's not perfect, right? So there are people in the community that don't like me for whatever reason. And there are people who I could take or leave as well, right? And, and that's because there's, hundreds of thousands of people and you can't 100% like everybody. And that's okay, right? I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't get it, but but seriously, right? We don't all like everybody. How could that possibly be? I know. <laughs> but, but honestly, right? So some people may look at me and say, and think that I have ulterior motives in helping the community. I don't. I just really like to give back to the community that has given me so much. But I understand if people don't always take things at face value. We all have our own sets of experiences that come from. But even with that and that, you know, that acknowledgement, I would not trade this community for almost any other community I've ever been involved in, including family. So you've actually touched on something. So we'll probably wind up skipping a whole million other questions. So I'm going to get on a a little bar stool here. Um, I, I think we're open source communities and I even touched on this recently, uh, kind of shoot themselves in the foot is that it's everyone, there's no problem with ulterior motives. All of us should have one. Why not? You know, the, the more we actually embed ourselves in projects like this, well, we still need to pay the bills. So why wouldn't we, you know, be trying to meet partners and clients and, you know, sell advertising and have affiliates and all. I mean, that's, that's part of the day-to-day ecosystem. You know, if we were all billionaires and could be completely, you know, uh, philanthropic about this, great. But that's literally not the world we live in anywhere. 
we so, could camp on our yachts. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and I'd be flying everyone over on helicopters, uh, very eco-friendly helicopters. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think, and, I, and, I, and I've seen this in, in other projects over and over again, there are people who think there needs to be a very bright line between um, your true patriot to the project versus your, you know, you're just a, uh, you know, consumer of the project. Yeah. And in my head, the irony is it's, it's GPL, it's open source. You are, it's, it's like giving a gift. You give a gift, that person can do whatever they want with it. And you, you have to accept the fact that you're giving a gift. You love the project, you can steer the project, you can do all sorts of work around it. At the end of the day, because it's open source, it's, uh, it's a gift you're giving to the rest of the world. And some people are going to take that and do whatever they want with it, run with it. They're going to, you know, do some no plug-in nonsense, you know, whatever. They're going to piss you off. But that doesn't matter. You've given a gift. And that gift is actually more respected and, and cherished by many more people than, you know, yeah. the, the outliers who might take advantage of the situation. So what? Uh, what I, I like guess- about open source is that it really is at the first level a benevolent act. Mm-hmm. And for it to be, you know, to complete that benevolence, you have to just let it go and be like, I put it out into the world. What I put out was good. Um, it'll bring back more good than bad. And that's a wonderful thing. And mm-hmm. I have no problem with with hardcore commerce and, and business taking part in the, the process. Of course not. Uh, a lot of these companies put back just as much as they've taken. They haven't taken anything. It's open source that they've received. So um, I guess the assumption is when somebody says ulterior motives, they always imply sinister, sinister ulterior motives, right? So like when I say somebody doesn't like me, it's not that they think that I'm just out to make money, but that there's a sinister quality to that. And for me anyway, I'm not sinister. They can assume whatever they'd like about me. but but the truth is that you know I have I'm not out to get anybody I'm not out to hurt anybody I'm just really just out to make the world a better place if I can. So that, I mean, that's it. Are you left-handed? That's really going to be the more important question. I'm not actually because okay. I think sinister. I'm I'm, I'm going to check my uh, weird <laughs> trivia knowledge. I think sinister has something to do with left-handedness by like etymology, not by <laughs> not by anything else. But I think I think like in Latin something that means left i don't know anyway do you know here's a here's a very much aside did you know that the word sin actually means to miss the mark to not get a bullseye it does not imply any level of good or bad or you know good versus evil it literally just means that like the original term sin meant i shot for the mark and i felt and i fell short i fell to the side I did not know that. All I know is I'm going to be looking up sin and sinister etymologies right after this uh, recording. (laughs) I'll expect your message through Slack after you're done. (laughs) Well, like the, you know, gauche, you know, it it, It means left. That means left. (laughs) But, you know, that's so gauche. That's so left. That's right. Like, like in Rochester and a lot of cities, it's the east side and the west side, right? And the east side is always the upper and the west side is always the lower. And I figured out why one time, because living on the west side, as I always have, when I used to drive to work in the city, I always drove into the sun. And on the way home, I drove into the sun. And so that's why that's why the west is always less desirable, because you're driving with the sunshine in your eyes. 
Well, so here in Chicago, we have no east. It's all west. You <laughs> so you're a, either north side or south side. <laughs> we have a lake, too. I, I'm a, a mile south of Lake Ontario, but it is to, to my north. <laughs> so. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about how I want to talk. I mean, yes, I, I love everything that has to do with Robert Jacoby, but I want to talk about your morning coffee. I want to know um, how long have you been doing it? Because I don't know that I was aware if I signed up close to the beginning, if you've been doing it for years, how I became aware of it, I couldn't tell you, but I do subscribe and I look at it every single day. Um, I've been in it more than once, which has been exciting too. But tell me about like what got you working on that and how it works into your overall plan of what you do. So uh, it goes back a couple of years uh, when Perfect Dashboard was acquired by WP Engine. It was kind of like, okay, what do I do next? And, you know, what's interesting, what's fun, but can still be real work. And a lot of that was networking. I mean, in, in, in yeah. some crazy sense of, uh, of the word, I... I I look to figure out how to monetize uh, hanging out, hanging out, working hard at events, WordCamps, other conferences, things like uh, CloudFest or a number of the other hosting-related events, SaaS-related events, and uh, create connections, uh, primarily focusing on partnerships between different types of tool sets. So if you're a SaaS, you might be investigating how you're doing hosting. If you're an agency, you're probably integrating multiple tools, you know, how to build those kinds of partnerships around. And traveling a lot and making these things happen. Well, then COVID hit. And I've been puttering along with some content on uh, robertjacoby.com. And all the travel disappeared. Like, you know, one year ago today, gosh, one year ago today, pretty much, I was canceling about 20 word camps. So I was just like, okay, we are in a new world. Yes. So how do I take care, you know, take advantage of this in the you know, virtual space, you know, what's going to happen. We don't know how long this is going to be. We don't know the ramifications. Let's just start writing content. I'm reading all this stuff anyway. So let's just, just say something and see if anyone else cares. And yeah. uh, there, there's enough people that actually do care about, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, the interconnectivity and strategy around some of these companies uh, in WordPress hosting, SaaS, and, and, and the occasional random crazy tidbits. And, and, you don't just like aggregate information though and just spit out a bunch of links which is what i like about it too is it's your hot take on it right so you you have an opinion about things but and, not and, they're, so they're, and they're very hot takes <laughs> it's hot coffee it has supposed to be hot but but it's so but you're giving your opinion but in an open way where you're not trying to persuade right so this is this is how I see it kind of thing. Like kind of the, you're the Walter Cronkite of WordPress. I'm just going to say that. Um, and the younger people who listen will have no clue who I'm talking about. That's okay. Look it up. He's on Google. Google Walter Cronkite. Um, but, but seriously, like you give, like you talk about it and you, you know, let's be honest. Journalism is not journalism without opinion, right? Because no matter who you are, you're writing about it. You have a bias. There is always a bias to journalism, but if you do it right, you're not trying to influence other people to your bias. And I think you do a good job of that. I'm not trying to sell anyone on anything. I mean, this exactly. is, it, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's pretty hot. Um, uh, the, the, the cr critique I've gotten is it's so hot that the editing is bad. So um. <laughs> I think the writing's good. I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm getting the occasional editorial help uh, <laughs> in emails like, uh, you really messed up that sentence. Please add commas and uh, change the possessive on its. Um, those can be annoying to people, but they can be overlooked if it's a good story. <laughs> it, and uh, it, 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 it's one of those things that there, there's so much interesting stuff going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm addicted to, you know, I'm taking some of my addictions and just like finding a constructive way to uh, express right. them. So yeah, I have certainly over 100 RSS feeds that I'm going through multiple times a day. Um, some of those get flagged more importantly than others. But I mean, mm -hmm. there's tons of content that's getting skimmed all the time. And sometimes I just try to make connections like, okay, so if DigitalOcean just filed for an IPO and I've been thinking about WP Engine going for an IPO in 2021, what are the connections between those two things and why would that necessarily facilitate something else? And, and I'll tell you why I think it. And if you think I'm crazy for it, that's fine. And if you agree, all, all the more entertaining. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You can always go back later and say, well, how well did that post age? <laughs> hey, and and I've gone back on some posts and uh, I don't necessarily re-edit the post, but I'll put an update like, oh boy, this was just not work. I was totally off. Um, I, sinned, I sinned on this one. I did not hit the bullseye. <laughs> um, exactly. I did that recently with, uh, oh my goodness, what did I do? Oh, oh boy. Um I, I slightly sinned on the uh, whitehouse.gov uh, relaunch. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I still think in some crazy way I'm I'm right. Um, I think there's still something technically not the way I would have done it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did I, I did have I, I literally had a, a post that said, you know, whitehouse.gov mea culpa. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to be shy about telling you. It's easier to get it out of the way and be like, you know. You know, and it's you're more relatable as a person when you can say that you've that you've misinterpreted something or that you were wrong about something. So I think that makes you more relatable um, as somebody who's you know doling out the news as it were. So yeah, I don't know <laughs> if anyone. I, I don't know if anyone at Ten Up's going to answer my phone calls now, but. <laughs> <laughs> say is that you def you also have a very generous heart and so i mean i'm not just here to flatter you um if i didn't like your heart i would probably not say so i just wouldn't say anything but you and i both have what i refer to as big orange hearts and so um you you were so kind to put out a, at least a couple times i think about my tattoo fundraiser that i'm actually it's scheduled for june i want to say 22nd because that's when the next covid appointment the way COVID scheduling is going was available <laughs> and I'm getting the big orange heart logo tattooed on my wrist um around my give tattoo there and uh you were kind enough to put po to post that in in the the coffee but I can't remember morning coffee in the morning coffee um but also you are a, you've been a media partner for big orange heart and around WordFest and things like that and you by the way happy birthday yesterday was your birthday you donated your birthday sorry I missed the twitch party I had some things going on at home but um but yeah you danced that up and you had some fun and you raised some money um through your birthday for big orange heart too so what um what draws you to being 
you know, part of Big Orange Heart and the way that you have been so generous in your time and efforts there. Um, boy, uh, I'm gonna, uh, it really starts with the WP London meetup group. Um, you know, COVID hit and it's looking around for, okay, you know, what meetups are out there. And it was just a, I, I didn't know anything about WP up and up until 2020. Mm -hmm. which is the former big orange uh, former name for big orange heart right. and so i i really had that was just not part of the radar and started going to wp london meetups and that's all run by the team that runs big orange heart for the most part I, it's, mm -hmm. it's a volunteer organization on both sides and i was like there's something nice about these people <laughs> But like really nice and really engaging and outgoing. Like what what what's going on? And you know, then I started getting deeper into what's going on with Big Orange Heart and uh, the focus on mental well being and health, especially for work from home people. Hello, and, and, you know who hasn't you know especially in the WordPress space who hasn't been doing that for the last you know twelve to thirteen months, if not longer. I was like, okay, this is this is stupidly valuable. And, and I was like, I'm, I'm feeling th the itchiness of being trapped at home and, and I may be better off than others in having the space to do that. So I'm like, if I'm feeling, you know, kind of the, whoa, boy, the anxiety, the stress, all that, there, there are people that are a million times worse off. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's dig deep dive in and, and, and yeah. figure out how to help and support that. Cause it, it's one of those organizations, charities, that's not necessarily on the you know map and radar. I mean, th there are certainly many men mental health charities out there, but, but I really liked the idea that it was so focused on, um, I guess, how do I put it? the lonely worker? Maybe that's, yeah. that's a way. I mean, because the, re the remote worker who's, well, remote, like a, but but I think, but really, yeah. You, the, but what comes along with that? Yeah, yeah. And, and and there are people who live in housefuls of people who are remote workers and still experience that loneliness and that anxiety and the depression that comes with working alone, even if you're in a houseful of people. As opposed to me, when I'm you know during the pandemic, when I was working, I mean, I'm in an office now, and there are three other people that work here in the space with me. But when I'm working from home, it's just me. I don't. I have three cats, and me. And that's it. So, you know, I went for like four months without seeing anybody but the person who dropped my groceries off at the door, like waving from the car kind of thing. And so like I got a real taste of what it's like to actually be that remote worker who has nobody um, in their physical space. And so but all of those people have similar experiences and yep. all of those people need support. So and I, I just thought it was just such a unique. Uh, it's going to sound so businessy, unique market to focus on, but a, a unique problem to look to solve because mm -hmm. I, I don't think it, it gets addressed in that kind of specificity. I think that there's, right. you know, so many ways to help support stress, anxiety and all that, but I, th it's a unique situation to be never around people. And right. I'm not used to it. I am insanely social. I love being out there that, you know, it's, you know, I was traveling, well, God, I was planning traveling 150 days last year. Um, yeah, that I, I traveled for six, and I, yeah. I've been, you know, yeah. 
at, at the mild end of it, just are crazy. And, you know, on, mm-hmm. on, on the bad days, there are bad days. And, you know, everyone has them. And, you know, A, we need to be forgiving of them, but uh, we need to have tools and communities to help support that as well. And and uh, I've, I've just thought Big Orange Heart is a, is a brilliant organization for it. Oh, we're glad to have you be part of the organization. And and for sure, you know, I think you were part of, not only were you a media partner for WordFest, but I think you were a um, an MC as well, were you not? I, I was a sponsor, a media partner. Uh, so a sponsor initially, and then That's right. separately as yep. a media partner and an MC. Yeah. Yep. And were you MCing with Kathy? Was that Kathy's Yes. Name? You guys are so fun together. I was oh, like, gosh, we had a blast. I was MC. I had a blast in my room too, but I still had FOMO from all the other groups that were talking. <laughs> I wanted to be in every room all the time, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So and and don't forget, we did Stake of the Word in December. That all, yes, that all, we raised a, 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 a not WordFest money, but a but a good deal of money, especially on like so, one week turnaround. Several uh, for thousand dollars. Card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, by the way, I'm still waiting for my stake. Just saying. <laughs> here's the thing so when we do finally get to meet again in person we're going out for steak we can we can buy our own steaks but we're getting real steak at some point <laughs> if you're vegan, we're in <laughs> i was gonna say if, if you're vegan you could have your version of whatever that is <laughs> uh impossible steak or beyond steak there you go. i'm all about the filet mignon but that's another story so <laughs> i'm gonna move into our rapid fire questions i always Uh-oh. ask them i ask them rapidly take as much time as you need to answer them um, yeah, that's pretty much the, the instructions. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yes. What are the, what are, <laughs> so I can get my own mouth to work. What are two or three must have plugins that you would recommend to somebody building their own website? This is a hard one because I don't do WordPress web development. So I, I only focus on the things that I really need. The I'll tell you the one that's surprisingly became insanely useful for me. And that's, it's just called redirection. And it just helps me manage 301s and other redirects. And I wind up using it to track um, if if I have an affiliate link in an article or for a sponsor of, of, of the week that I can also keep track on, you know, how many people have clinked, inter- clinked, clicked internally and it's a 301 redirect elsewhere. So it that actually is the one I would say is the most valuable one I have used. That sounds like a really valuable one to somebody who's into blogging and things like that, for sure. Absolutely. All right. I guess I if, make... if there's other ones, I mean, I, 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 I just wrote a post today about how I'm going to completely redo the site over the next couple of weeks uh, to be as much core WordPress as possible. So I'm trying to actually um, get rid of as many plugins as possible. Because I, yes, I, you know, I, like a WordPress hobbyist on occasion, you may collect way too many Pokemon, I mean plugins. <laughs> and sometimes you've got to release them back into the wild. And uh, there's one that I've been using for SSL redirects, which I don't even think I need anymore, but I did certainly when I started uh, the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also valuable because I want to make sure that SSL is working correctly. Yeah. I. What's the most you've ever seen on another person's website? Most number of plugins. Have you ever opened up a website and seen like just an insane number of plugins? I've heard stories, but again, I don't work directly okay. with other WordPress, but I have heard stories of hundreds, which is, yeah. I feel horrified that I have 19 active plugins. 
Yeah, seventy four is my is the most I've seen on a website, and most of the, and they were like duplicate plugins. Like you know, there wasn't just one um, SEO; they had four SEO plugins. They had you know four spam plugins, that kind yeah. of thing. It was like a little insane. There is no such thing as too many if they're doing the things you need them to do. That's my opinion, right? If they do the things you need them to do, and you don't have another way to do that, because not everybody can can code and never everybody can do those things like that for themselves. But there is too many if you're not using them, they're duplicates, they're sitting there, you know, in in inactive status, then then we have to talk. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I I because it's so easy to install a plugin, I've been yeah. lazy. I mean, there's no reason I have to have an you know such and such plugin. I could actually go and update my theme and just hard code some of these things in there. Because for all intents and purposes, you know, any like Google Analytics codes, that doesn't need to be in a plugin. I'm just being lazy. <laughs> and and sometimes I'll use iframes for with code instead of actually putting a plugin that would do what those iframes would do. So I've learned to, to decrease some of my own plugins that way too. I have been playing with, uh, I think it's called Code Snippets. Mm-hmm. That's like the Voodoo plugin because <laughs> it, it lets you do uh, PHP. Uh, yes. But in weird ways, like you you can add uh, hooks for, you know, on page load, on plugin, you fire and all that kind of fun stuff. I'm yeah, like, I, I left a question mark where it didn't belong once, though, and the whole site white, white screened on me and I had to go in and <laughs> I figured it out because I'm not a coder. But that's when I had to call somebody who was a coder and say, can you tell me what I <laughs> Okay. Did you have a mentor at any point or have you had a mentor at any point in your WordPress journey? Um, Officially or unofficially, who was it? And if not, is there somebody that, um, separate from the next question about admiration, but is there somebody that you have emulated or looked up to and tried to learn from, even if they weren't officially a mentor? Uh, So some of these will probably cross over regardless. Okay. Um, Certainly uh, running the agency, I actually hired my mentor. Um, He's (laughs) not in the WordPress space, but, we had belonged to some networking, uh, business networking groups. And he said, I-, I think you need to solve these problems. I was like, boy, I think you're absolutely right. Um, so he was hired on as, you know, COO, mm-hmm. but wound up really teaching me a lot more than, you know, he was getting paid for. And uh, that was great. And we still work together on many other things. And, he, you know, he's, he's on the... Uh, top six of the, you know, iPhone must calls, and you know, emergency fast dials, whatever <laughs> yeah. it's called. Um, the stars. It, more so, <laughs> the what? The stars, the ones that yes. are in the star. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're called uh, either. In the WordPress uh, universe, uh, uh, I really, and you know, this is just going to go to his head. Um, I, I really admire Chris Lemma's uh, business acumen and focus and uh it it, he is amazing to watch uh you know whether it's you know sort of day-to-day work uh focusing on process uh just outside of the box thinking i i i really enjoyed just really everything he does you know whether i agree with him on x y or z sometimes is besides the point uh i i like the critical thinking and analysis that goes into what he may spit out at the end of the day so that's he has a, really gen- he has a generosity of information as well he likes to share so that other people can prosper from his knowledge which i think is great 
And the worst part is I always screw up his last name and I've known him for now like three or plus years. And you said it right. <laughs> I'm always paranoid every time I say it. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to get a phone call later that says, Jacoby, you messed up my name. <laughs> no, he's going to say, he's going to say Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Who is somebody in the WordPress space that you admire and why? Uh, uh, there are a bunch. I, I will pick one because I just got off the phone with him. Uh, before our call, I, I love Brad Morrison. He, uh, he knows his WordPress hosting industry, open source stuff. He is just a gosh darn good guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, when I first started doing the, uh, independent consulting work, uh, he was literally my first client and it was because he was actually a client before at the other company and was like, I don't know what you're doing, but I need to talk to you and we're going to get stuff. And I was like, wow, you've, you're seeing things that I didn't expect. And that's fantastic. And, you know, we just keep up all the time. Um, and, and that that's, you know, that brings a smile. Um, sort of tangential to, well, boy, I, I'm going to go through a bunch of people aren't. Go for it. Aren't I? <laughs> No more than uh, five. We're going to limit you to five. five. Okay. So if I don't say Mike demo, I'll, I'll probably get a phone call and get shot. Uh, he has been uh, an amazing human being that I've known for, gosh, I think now 10 years, we met each other in Joomla world. And he's, at, I wouldn't say he's a mentor, but he's certainly a, a, a guide and a map builder in WordPress. He knew so much about WordPress having already been in the industry a few years before I, I jumped in that uh, his knowledge and sort of direction and foresight was uh, invaluable. So, you know, everyone should just get to know Brad Morrison, Mike Demopoulos, um, who was a, uh, Jason Nickerson from cPanel. He, again, that's not necessarily super WordPress focused, but they do focus on the WordPress toolkit and all that. He's, kind in, of the, he's in the community. That's for sure. He's definitely in the community. Um, okay. So I got it's international, gave, Women, international women's day. Any women on that list of yours? Oh, that's, <laughs> so, um, I, I have to give, we don't talk very often probably haven't talked in a year or so, but, uh, Lisa box out of WP engine. Um, brilliant woman who gave perfect dashboard, uh, you know, a chance at WP engine. And that I think worked out great for everyone. Uh, kudos, frankly, the whole WP engine crew has, uh, such a diverse, uh, team of brilliant people. It's, it's really, I, I find it, I, I'm just going to say it. I think it is the shining example in the WordPress space for how a corporation can, uh, not only talk about diversity, but actually really be successful with it. It blows my mind away. I don't think it's any surprise that the CEO is also a woman. So, uh, you know, Heather at uh, WP Engine, you know, she is making that work. They, they eat their dog food. They, 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 they're doing it. And, um, mm -hmm. and I That's certainly awesome. expect them to, you know, IPO at some point this year too. So, I mean, this is all going in the right direction for them. That's uh, great. I, I've had these uh, diversity conversations for a long time. And as a father or daughter who wants to be very successful, I would like her to be very successful in tech because 
that's the kind of guy I am. Um, I, I recognize that there's, there's a, there's just a gap and I don't know where it happens in the process, but it's, you know, okay. I, I want to put together a panel of a hundred people and you know, if, if I, if I can like magically find 20%, you know, some of that's going to be on me just cause maybe I haven't done the outreach as I could have done better in life. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just been, you know, those blocks to get people to those levels. So you're like, Oh, it's no brainer. Of course there's Michelle. Of course there's, you know, Robbie Ader. Of course there's, um, uh, Ryan Kinney. Of course there's, you know, Heather from WP engine. Of course there's Lisa box from WP engine. Um, Josepha, I mean, come on, you know, who's, you know, absolutely the wordpress.org, uh, sort of executive chairman or I can't remember the exact title, but yes, executive, it's executive in charge. Um, <laughs> she knows her stuff. <laughs> she knows her stuff. I mean, there's a huge community, but I, I think that in some of the more moneyed aspects of it, uh, women have not been uh, as successful, not for lack of ability, but just sort of that it's that tech thing. And yeah. I th- it's, it's, it's a, there's friction. And I think that's being peeled away and made easier, um, easier meaning that you can see everyone better. Right. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not a 20 year old in tech anymore. So I, I've seen yeah. how it's been an insanely male dominant, let's be very clear, a white male dominated industry, right. you know, for, yep. you know, since the invention of the chip. That's why Allie Nimmons and I started underrepresented in tech.com, yep. you know, which we could have a, we could have an art, a article on uh, the morning coffee about that sometime. If you want, we'll do an interview. <laughs> Done. Sounds good. All right, let me keep it, let's keep moving here. What, <clears throat> excuse me, what's something you want to learn in WordPress but that you haven't tackled yet? But that you, I forget <laughs> my language, but you haven't tackled yet. Uh, I would actually like to know how, even though it's probably not gonna serve any grand purpose, uh, I'd like to figure out how to build a, some proper Gutenberg blocks. You I mean, are not the first person to say that. A lot of people are interested in really learning the technology behind that. Like you said, whether they're gonna actually capitalize on it or not, it's another story, but understanding it and being able to do something with it. I started out in the industry as, as, as a coder. So, it, so I, you know, even just for novelty sake, I built my own plugins just to play around mm-hmm. with stuff, you know, different themes and whatnot. Um, yep. I built but, my, one and uh, only, my one and only plugin last year just to have a better understanding. And that was the end of my coding. <laughs> um, I didn't find, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty easy, but, but all the jQuery and all that on the on the Gutenberg side, I'm like, oh, do I really want to spend all that time figuring this out when there's so many already there? <laughs> Say, saying it in WP Coffee Talk doesn't mean that you have to do it. It isn't written in stone. It's just it's just curiosity. What's something you'd think you'd like to learn? So you're safe still. <laughs> what is one of the biggest WordPress mistakes you've ever made, and what did you learn from it? Biggest WordPress mistakes I've ever made. Luckily, I haven't been doing it long enough to make that many mistakes, or at least giant horrendous mistakes. Um, I'd say the first iteration of the site, I... Oh, this will be the easy one. Uh, I, I didn't quite, at the time, have the full concept of child themes. Okay. 
Yeah, so I just went in there and hacked up some thing, and that, and then the update would occur, and I was like, "Oh God, what I just happened to it all." Everything roll back, roll back, roll back. Um, that was probably the biggest sort of learning curve thing. Like, oh yeah, this chat theme is, you know, thing is really important. Turns out that it is. <laughs> Turns out you will totally blow up your site if you decide to just hack away at a core thing and you know this was you know and i should have known better but i was just you were learning i was learning because you know in joomla world you have the same thing you know you Mm -hmm. you want to do overrides you don't want to hack the core template because this i will say that probably 95 percent of the people who've answered this question it was during a learning experience that they did something wrong so (laughs) the others were just like Boneheaded moves. <laughs> <laughs> For example, just go back and listen to Chris Wakeman's episode and you'll find out how he killed 23,000 websites in a single day. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so the flip side is what is your proudest WordPress moment? Tell us that. Proudest WordPress moment. Being on Coffee Talk. Oh! <laughs> Kiss up. <laughs> Um, I do appreciate that, though. <laughs> gosh, I haven't really. Th- I mean, can I tell you what I what I, my proudest moment for you? Sure, <laughs> my, absolutely. My, maybe most fun moment for you was the T-shirt that that GoToBP made for you. That was oh your my goodness. T-shirt. I, I so I was tempted to wear it, but I was like, "Well, this isn't the GoWP show." Um, but yes, <laughs> the, the uh, alien. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the robot. <laughs> With the plaid scarf and the martini. With the, uh, oh, it's not just a plaid scarf. It's whoever the plaid scarf people are. Um, Burberry or something? Burberry, yes. The Burberry scarf with the martini and uh, the mustache. And the mustache. <laughs> you saw mine, didn't you? Mine has uh, the Wonder Woman. This Wonder Woman. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> um, God, I, you know. I, I can't think of anything that really jumps out. I mean, that was that was yeah, that was good. a wonderful surprise. But I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't I don't think I've 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 uh, um what's the phrase I'm looking for? Was it earn my chops? Something my chops? I do have I an excuse. Know. English is my second language, so sometimes I mess this up. That's um, okay. Uh, so. So one of the things, though, that and I and this is true for me. So I'm assuming it's true for you. There's there've been a lot of really important things that have happened over the time and to choose one is difficult. It really is, you know, it's like publishing my first website, humongously proud moment, you know, being accepted to speak at WordCamp India, incredibly big moment, you know, Matt Mullenweg is going to be on the show. I'm interviewing him on Thursday, incredibly proud moment, but there's so many that it's to choose one above the others is actually very difficult to do. So I'm going to let you have a pass on that. If that, if that fits for you as well. I don't know if it's a pass or anything. I guess it's just, uh, I've had a lot of them and I don't just good. And uh, I, I can't say that one that totally blows my mind at the moment because there's, there's been a there's that like second level where there's so many yeah. that you know, no one's kind of crept up yet and said, that's it. This is um, the moment. Well, if, if you do, you can always tweet me about it because then it'll be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he answered this question four years later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like I should have thought of this one. <laughs> All right. If you weren't working in the web, web tech fields or technology, current career, like take it all off the plate. What's another career that you might like to attempt? It's, that's a hard, I, I'm a 
I'm a freaky tech geek. I love tech. And so if, if it's not internet tech, I'd probably be in some other weird tech thing just because uh, I, I like the speed of it, no matter what it is. I mean, whether you're in chemistry or aeros you know, aerospace or there, there's a speed to science and technology in, outside of the internet that that really keeps your mind going. And it, you, you can't stop thinking about it because if you do, then you're, you're, you're out of it. And, mm. you know, I want to grow old and aware and cognizant and curious and being in a fast moving field, whatever it is, uh, kind of just, you know, hits the sweet spot for me. That's awesome. I mean, I, I do have hobbies. I like to cook. I like to garden. I like to travel. I wouldn't want to turn any of those into work. I had somebody say retired. If I wasn't working, I want to be retired. When you can do all those things, then you don't have to worry about it being <laughs> a career. Oh, there, there is literally no retirement in our family. It's not allowed. Yeah, me either. Me either. They're, they're going to have to prime, like bury me with the laptop. That's all there is to it. <laughs> What's something on your bucket list? Oh, well, the, the super bucket list? Oh, this one's easy. I, I want to grab one of those SpaceX or Virgin Galactic flights. That's the That's the primo ultimate bucket list item. I, I want to get into space. That's awesome. What's another one that might be a slightly more attainable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you won't do that. That's, well, it's that's very I'm fair. Richard, Richard Branson, <laughs> if you listen to WP Coffee Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are a lot of places I, I would just like to travel to. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, and so the bucket list items for traveling are huge. I mean, I, I've done the parachuting, done that once. I don't need to do it again. That was, that was fine. It's <laughs> not on my uh, list. <laughs> um, you know, the, I, I've never, uh, outside of India, I haven't been anywhere really within Asia. So there's a whole bunch of bucket lists items and, you know, hardcore Asia, Southeast Asia, all of that. Um, a lot of, I would say a lot of the bucket list items really focus travel. around travel. They really do. I only have two things on my bucket list at this point in time. One is to give a TED talk. And I already okay. know what the topic is and all of that. The other is, and if he's listening, Josh Groban, are you listening? I want to do it, sing a duet with Josh Groban. <laughs> doesn't have to be recorded. It doesn't have to be like on a stage. I just really want to sing a duet with Josh Groban. <laughs> he won't return my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. He won't Shall return my tweets and there's a strange court order on the at the doorstep. I know. It's like I have to temper how often I tweet him because I don't need that. <laughs> Don't, you don't need the quarter. Show us or tell us about a hidden talent that you have that the WordPress community might not be aware of. I don't know if I have any hidden talents. Uh, <laughs> you you kind of see what you get here. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, do you play an instrument? Is there anything that you do no, like, with I your don't family? Play an that... um, gosh. I feel so small all of a sudden. That's <laughs> no, just when it comes to Robert Jacoby, what you see is what you get. He puts it all out there. There's nothing it's, hidden. It's, there's yeah. There's not much missing from that. I, I think I've told you all the fun things I like to do. You know, um, I'm a really good skier, though I haven't skied in a long time. That's that's I've been skiing since my parents could put me up. You know, standing straight. So that's probably sort of the most hidden one is that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm see, I didn't know that about you. So there you really go. good. 
Awesome. So how do we find you online? What's your website? What's your Twitter handle, like social media, that kind of stuff? That, luckily, this is also easy. So it's robertjacoby.com, Twitter at robertjacoby. And you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as well, but those are the, certainly the easiest and most user-friendly. Absolutely. And for anybody listening, um, we will absolutely have these in the show notes. Go to WPCoffeeTalk.com, search for Robert's episode, and all of the information of things we've talked about today will be in the show notes there. Anything else you'd like to share before we um, sign off for the day? I've had too much coffee today. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> um. Gosh, there's so many cool things going on this year. I could spend another 15 minutes, to, like things I want to share. I mean, 2021 has actually been so much faster than I actually expected it. Uh, you know, there, there's actually bigger events that are happening that I, I you know, there's going to be like the Web Agency Summit coming up. There's going to be CloudFest coming up. Uh, I've seen already large in-person events, not in the WordPress space, but planned for the second half of this year. Uh, I, there's, I think there's just this, certainly this pent up energy and momentum to, to make things happen. And um, I, yeah. I think we should, we're all going to have to try to maybe even keep it a little bit because I know I'm going to be just like exploding the first, <laughs> at the first word camp, it's just going to be, you know, rob everywhere and it's just going to be a disaster. Hug all the people. <laughs> Big hug mug. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Robert, it's been a pleasure to have you here today. I'm, I can't believe we haven't done this before, So, but I'm very grateful that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for being part of WP Coffee Talk. And uh, I'm not, I don't know when this is going to air, but by the time people hear me say that, it will already be listening to it air, so it doesn't matter anyway. But, um, but thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you on calls and, and online, and hopefully someday, please, dear God, in person again. <laughs> Thanks so much, Michelle. It's been my pleasure.